Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode number five. Episode number five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boy said he wants some gin and juice, but I really don't wanna. Episode number five, brought to you by Cold Shooter Photography. Big thanks to them for having us in their studio for a professional shoot. Follow them on IG at Cold Shooter underscore photos. Enjoy the show. Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to another episode. Buckle up and chill. Hope you enjoy that show. I can't believe it's all like that. Fucking pass it over to you. I've been waiting all day for that podcast. Before we begin, big congratulations to my colleague, Matthew Buckley, who uh, just got rid of these dink and dunk jobs, one that's going to pay off and lead to, towards maybe his dream job. And if I had any suggestions, it would be an offensive coordinator for the Michigan State Spartans because uh, they could use one. They could use about anything right now. They can't even dink and dump. They can't even throw the slants. They can't even throw the screen passes. Hell, they can barely hand the ball off. Barely. Running jet sweeps. Up the middle every time. Running jet sweeps in your own end zone with a freaking freshman quarterback. Does that sound smart? I don't need a person who played even freaking middle school football to tell me you don't run jet sweep with a fresh quarterback, a freshman quarterback in the end zone. Ugh. And, I'm, and guys, I know, I mean, there's many other plays that you can get frustrated about. That one really just threw me through a loop. And I was honestly speechless when I was watching it. And this team is... 111th in scoring. Guys, there is 65 teams in, in the Power 5 conferences. Power 5s, you don't know, Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10, SEC, and ACC. Okay, they are 63rd in scoring of 65 teams in the Power 5. The only two teams that are worse than them are Kansas State and, yeah, you guessed it, Rutgers. That's it, guys. That's how pathetic this offense has been this season. And it's crazy. And you know what? Kudos to the defense. And people are never going to talk about them being great because the team wasn't good. They have been phenomenal. They they have the reason they are six and four is solely from the defense. That offense hasn't done anything. Oh yeah, their defense has held them in games, uh, game in and game out. But I definitely think you get hired because uh, Dave Warner. He's anyone could get hired. I could hire a dog. He's gone. He'd do better. He's got to be gone. D'Antonio's got to release him. Please. Won't happen. You don't think so? Not um, after this year? Nope, won't happen. After this debacle? Won't happen. Oh, my God. He won't release anyone. It doesn't matter. We've had one of the worst offensive lines we've had in forever. It doesn't matter. They won't let go of Mark Staten. D'Antonio won't. Because D'Antonio says this has worked. We had an offseason. Hasn't worked lately. Not at all. And, and again, I'm giving another shout-out to that D. Because for them to be 6-4, and four, it is strictly... To that defense, who no one talks about because they're not good on offense. They only talk about the offensive struggles. That defense has been phenomenal this year. And no, guys, for all you freaking douchebags out there, I'm not comparing them to Michigan's defense. I'm just saying they've done a damn good job. But uh, 
I don't know. I think they're going to lose to Nebraska this week. I know. Uh, You're crazy. I don't know. Nebraska's, you know, kept it close with uh, Northwestern and Ohio State. I don't care. Uh, and then blew out their other three opponents in the last five games, be it that it was uh, Minnesota and Illinois and I'm Cook Community College, whatever the fuck the other one was. But I think. Bethan Cookman. Yeah, that one, because no one knows what that school is. Sorry, but, dude. I mean, I think Nebraska can pull it off. They look good. You're a dumbass. Like, it's at Nebraska, right? They're, yeah, I don't it's care. Only one and a half I don't spread. care. I, yeah, and I know that spread is whack. Michigan State is going to win the game. I've heard from my friends around town who are big Michigan fans. Everyone wants to say they're, gonna, they're not going to lose to Nebraska, guys. I think so. Their defense, that Nebraska offense won't even be able to move on that defense. And we'll get like a couple of field goals and we'll be able to squeak out a 9-7 to seven win or something. Nah. No, but seriously, in in, in all seriousness, guys. Do we guys, have a starting quarterback? No, it'll be Lewerke, though. It'll be 100% be Lewerke. This There's week. no way he's healthy. 100%. He's not. I don't understand what D'Antonio says in these pressers. Everyone's hurt this, in this point in the season. Well, Rocky isn't hurt. Give the guy a full game. You give him a full game against Purdue. He was shaky at times. And you know what? The, thing, the touchdown that sealed the game against Ohio State, the jet, stupid jet sweep, which I alluded to earlier, that's not Lombardi's fault. That has no, nothing to do with him. Bad play calling. Yeah. But which is part reason why I think they're going to go to Nebraska and lose. You never know what the elements are going to be like. I don't think it's going to be as easy as what you're talking about. I do. All right. I well, think we'll it will see. be easy. We'll see. I think but that's I a think damn bad football team. I don't spent, care. We spent way too much time on an on-ranked game. Can we please, please get to maybe like the playoff talk? God, so many... Playoff talk, playoff so talk. So much implications. Love. Biggest game, Syracuse and uh, Notre Dame. By far. In uh, Yankee Stadium. Love the uniforms at Notre Dame's wearing. I know a lot of people don't. I don't think they lose in those unis. <laughs> Good reasoning. <laughs> right, um, I just don't. Straight up, guys, when you're thinking about you're playing in a baseball stadium, number one. Number two, they're not going to have their heaters under the turf. And it's going to be uh, grass, actually. They're not going to have those kind of heaters. It's going to be a hard ground. It's going to be cold. It's going to be tough for Notre Dame, but I still stand by it. I think they'll have enough fans there. They're in Yankee Stadium, and they will get the job done in a close one against Syracuse. And who knows what's with Ian Book. Is he going to play? Is he not? I still think they beat Syracuse with Wimbush. I think that has a lot to do with it. but Oh, yeah, absolutely. I still think they'll win with Wimbush anyways. I I think it's 100% because of the uniforms in Yankee Stadium. (laughs) (laughs) I just, uh, I still stick to what I said a couple weeks ago. They are going to lose on the road. Last game, all the marbles in the tank against USC. I really, I truly believe that. And I, and guys, there's not, it's another slow college weekend. You want to go watch? Syracuse, Notre Dame, that's fine. That's all you got. You're Michigan, Michigan State fan? Yeah, you got a couple games there. There's not much this weekend. You want to go watch Alabama? They're playing the Citadel. Enjoy. Enjoy yourself. Who? The Citadel. Then it's like, oh, my God, but we, haven't, we had a tough game three weeks ago against Louisiana Lafayette. It's ridiculous what the SEC does. All but, right, well, here's one for you. UCF and Cincinnati. Mm. Well, Cincinnati at UCF. Go Cincinnati. God damn, I'm so sick of hearing about UCF, and they're all, we're undefeated. Let us in. God, you are not a top 10 team. Go UCF, and I forgot about that game. Oh, my God. Go Why are you rooting UCF. for them? I'm rooting for UCF. Their fan base is annoying. Who cares? What are they supposed to do? What if you were a UCF fan? You'd be freaking all for it. I know I Give would match up break. against the top 
10. They beat Auburn and whatever that uh, New Year's after Six After losing to Alabama or, or after, yeah, how did that Who go? Who cares? They still won. They, they've won 24 games in a row. No, it's impressive, but I just don't think they belong. So you're just rooting against them just for what? Because you want to be a dick? Just to shut them up. God, no. I don't want to shut them up. Don't you want the small schools go? Well, I mean, don't you yeah. think after a while they'd have to let them in? I just don't think that would be boring. Number four, UCF versus number one, Alabama. Yeah, that would be a great about, game. They're, they're never going to let them in. They're not going to. Okay, but... so then can we just shut them up and get it over with? No, it makes college football interesting. It's another talking point, a national talking point. One that doesn't make sense. It makes a little bit of sense. But, like, it doesn't make sense for them to make the playoff, but it makes sense in the scheme of things. They play – no one's going to schedule them out of conference. No big teams are going to schedule them because they have, they have everything to lose and nothing to gain. Okay, so besides the game, is this going to eventually maybe expand the playoff for teams like this? Because I do think they deserve a shot, but there's no way they deserve in the top four. Possibly. I think uh, not in a couple years. I think they'll stick with four. But I think eventually it's going to go to eight guys, and it's going to stop there. Well, let's just pray that Michigan makes it this year. So and, uh, I don't have to make it seem like an yeah. ex- in a, it's an excuse for uh, us to get in there. And in that scenario, I just want to say, if you did go an eight team, just so if you're wondering how would you do it, Okay, you can rank the te- You get the five conference champions are 100%. And when you're conference championship, you're in. I know there's some weak opponents, Pittsburgh and the ACC, Northwestern, the Big Ten. I'm just saying, a conference championship means something, especially with eight teams. You get five conference champions, and then you get two wild cards. So let's just say this year in this scenario, Bama did lose to Georgia. Bama would still get in, but they'd be a lower seed. And then you give two wild cards and whoever's the next best, second best team in the other Power Five. And then you give that one uh, wild card bid to the non-Power Five team, which would be UCF. And making it relevant to uh, locally, Western Michigan would have been that team a couple years ago. And I think that's the way it's going to go. But they're going to stick with this. Because remember, you got to think about, they cannot play that many games. These kids are student athletes. I know that's a joke. I'm aware of that. But still, in their minds, are student-athletes. They can't play this many games. I think they'll go to eight because they want more money. They're money-hungry. It's going gonna, it's gonna to definitely expand, but I don't think at least till in the 2020s for sure. No, I hope not. But yeah, I've been saying kind of that same format for a few years, probably since the Western Michigan time when they would have been the eighth team. But another ranked game, I don't really care for it. Maybe you do. Iowa State at Texas. I, was, I do have an actual opinion on that because I'm a freaking geek. So Matt Campbell, the coach for Iowa State, has uh, had a knack for beating ranked teams in all three of his years there. And he's a hot topic to uh, go to a bigger school. And hitting on uh, – there's some breaking news today. I know everyone remembers Les Miles. He is finalizing an agreement to be the coach at Kansas. At Kansas. 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 So don't sleep on them. He's going to get some recruits there. Don't sleep on Kansas and Les Miles. I'm telling you right now. And don't sleep on Matt Campbell getting a big job coming up. I'm serious. This guy has a knack for beating ranked teams. West Virginia's only loss this year was against Ohio State. Or against Iowa State, excuse me. And West Virginia's fighting for a playoff spot. Imagine they had that game. It's real stuff, guys. It's getting interesting here at the end of the season. Oh, yeah, and... uh Speaking of that, what do you see? Is there any way, is the committee telling us that U of M's in as long as they win out, or do you see them getting bumped 
even if they do win out anyway. I don't I, think so. I think you're going to hear this here, and you're going to hear this on every college football. If college Georgia football. beats Alabama, yeah. that's the only way. But can you really? Oh, I don't know. That's okay. tough. The committee has always stated we are going to put the four, four best teams. Is Alabama a better team than Michigan? I think we can all agree yes. Yes. Is Georgia a better team than uh, Alabama? No, but they can beat them on one night, and they so proved it. They won that SEC championship. Cha- number one or number two, right? They won that SEC championship Clemson last year. Clemson would go year. to number one. Clemson, Georgia would be Clemson number two. Clemson for sure went out. Yeah, and then, but that's only if Georgia beats Alabama. Go Alabama. I still don't think it's going to happen. No way. I still don't think it's going to happen. But that that's Michigan's nightmare scenario. And if you're a Michigan fan, root for Notre Dame to lose. Notre Dame goes down one game, they're out. They got to oh, go yeah. undefeated to get in. Which that's kind of crazy because the committee committee's then saying that. The late game losses or the late season losses outweighs head to head losses. The I I, I doesn't it? I, I mean, know it's weird, but what I'll give you what they're thinking about. They're thinking about okay, teams are different from week one to week ten. So it's like they're looking at who improved the most. You know the eye test, but Notre Dame and people will say Michigan can be ranked over Notre Dame. Notre Dame goes undefeated are just stupid people because they're no, it won't happen. But yes, you guys will get in over a one loss Notre Dame. But yeah, I I don't Notre Dame. I still do think is going to lose. But I just think your nightmare scenario is that Notre Dame wins out and Georgia beats Bama, and you're going to be in trouble. And I think you'll get left out. I think it'll be number five. You'll be playing the Rose Bowl against Washington State. You didn't answer my question. So well, you okay. think <laughs> a late season loss outweighs a head to head loss? Obviously, I mean, I guess you kind of did because you said we. No, I don't think Notre it Dame. does. Just in this situation, you're this comparing like Notre Dame and Michigan, right? Yeah, I mean, because if Notre Dame's a one loss team and Michigan's a one loss team, and Notre Dame has the head to head over Michigan, but the late season loss, I mean, that's kind of outweighing the early, the first game, which I, is head to head. I get what you're saying. I think what outweighs it all is that Michigan is gets to play now. in a Big Ten championship game, and yeah. Notre Dame doesn't get that extra game. So even over Northwestern, that's still an extra nice win. It's a championship game. Oh, Notre Dame ranked. doesn't have that luxury. Notre Dame will never, ever be able to go to the playoff as long as they're in their own little mm-hmm. world unless they go undefeated. They can't afford one loss ever. But no, yeah, absolutely you'll take Michigan. Michigan has better wins. Notre Dame's schedule looked very difficult oh, yeah, at yeah, first. Stanford doesn't look good. USC doesn't look good. Syracuse, they're very lucky. Syracuse was a surprise good team. Florida oh, yeah. State is terrible. I know. That's their best uh, win. Which that's a, their 12th seed, Syracuse. Yeah, 12th overall. Yeah. It's interesting, guys, and I still stick by. My playoff will be once Notre Dame loses, and I do think Michigan's going to win out. All right. I, I hate to talk like U of M's automatically going to make it in because – I don't sure. no no way we still have to go to uh, Columbus. Uh, Columbus yes Say thank that. you <laughs> yeah and uh, do you think if Columbus wins out the oh, Columbus Ohio if they win out do you think that they make it to the playoff again Big Ten the, championship they're right because the they're gonna crush Northwestern if they make it they're in the same boat that with the Georgia and Alabama game as Michigan is because Ohio State has just good chance. As Michigan, they beat Michigan and they win the Big Ten championship. They're in the same exact boat. Michigan and Ohio State are in the same boat. I know Ohio State's loss was awful, but they won't leave out a twelve and one Ohio State team. They won't or a Michigan team, or unless, unless the like Georgia said, Alabama scenario, which is still not for sure though. Even if that does happen, you never know. They could leave think, Alabama. I think they'd have to take the uh, the Big Ten champion, especially if it's Michigan. I mean, they 
Not if they go in, that's nine and zero in conference. Not leaving Alabama. I know in conference. Alabama. I mean, how do you leave out a in team? In a weak conference. And your worst losses to the number three, three team. would be at that point, yeah. I don't know. I just don't see how you leave that out. Because the committee loves Alabama. They've won freaking 509 national championships. They did it last year. So they set the precedent, right? They, Alabama lost a Jordan NC championship, then beat them in the national championship. They do the four best teams. They I, don't care about all that bull crap that you we're talking about. It, no. it doesn't matter. I think the committee wants U of M in there. But they if do, that but happens, they want Bama in there more. Go in there with Bama. They'd... Imagine if it's between for the four spot, Bama or Michigan. Who's getting picked? Bama. They, God, I mean, no, they have for to, sure. Which, which sucks. Cause it's... Well, that's how it goes when you go, don't compete. Roll first Tide, spot motherfucker. With them. Roll Tide. God, but. That's yeah, going to be a big game. Hey, if you're a Michigan fan, you better put on every piece of stitching Alabama gear you have on for that freaking showdown. U of M defense looking good all around this year, eh? Yeah, all around. Absolutely. You got the Winoviches of the world, and you got that defense reeling, and then you go to the hardwood, and you got another great defense. Man, watching them against the defending national champion, Villanova. It was impressive, very impressive. But I, I mean, Villanova did lose their top four players, guys. But Michigan lost their three of their top four. Right, and going into that game, everyone, I mean, could have thought like, "Oh, it's fake. These teams suck." Where you held them to thirteen points in the first half, two on two different occasions, and they go to Villanova and hold them to seventeen in the first half. That was very, very impressive. It's encouraging. And Beeline's such a class act. He just said it's another November game. He knows it's not. That's coach speak to the media. But that was huge. Uh, Xavier Simpson, obviously that lockdown dog on defense with Matthews. Oh, my God. Fucking stripping the ball. He looked great. With Brzezikis, the freshman, freshman from yeah. Canada, has been looked great. Plays with a really team. nice intensity, kind of like what Mo Wagner brought. Obviously, he's not as skilled, but he kind of brings that back. And he wears Wagner's number, too, which I thought was interesting. But a funny thing is that Jay Wright said uh, – in all my years at Villanova, granted, he's been there 10 years, members won two of the three nas- last three national championships. He came out and said before the game, he said, I couldn't even get my family tickets to this game because this was the hottest non-conference game we've had since I've been here. That's pretty, that's saying a lot. Yeah, that says and something for, about their scheduling. And it says something about, remember, Villanova doesn't get good non-conference because no one wants to schedule them. But regardless... To say that for Michigan, Jay Wright's family can't even get a spot. And to know how amped and ready Villanova is going to that game, to go in there and absolutely shut them down in every facet of the game was absolutely encouraging. John Beeline is a freaking mastermind. I love him. And uh, a lot of these Michigan football fans, I know everyone's focused on the football team, and you should be. You guys got a damn good basketball program coming up. I mean, not coming up. Hell, they went to national championship. No, they're here, man. They're, they're here. Here, now. here. That's what I mean. Excuse me. That was rude. Yeah, no, here they're here. now. Charles Matthews looked fucking great as well. Got to get mean, jump shot. He's, he's got to take it to the next level. He's got to be our best player by far. Jump shot. He needs a jump shot. That guy gets a jump shot, he'll be deadly. Oh, uh, and he needs a free throw. Oh, that too. He just got to get shot in general. I know him and Xavier with the free throws too. Oh, Xavier's Xavier is bad. As a point guard, man, you got to be way better. 
It's just you got a better free throw percentage than him. I know. He just I know. And he's so good at defense and he's so good at handling the ball. He's so good at passing. Gosh, it's just him and Matthews are so many good qualities, but they're just not completely complete players, you know. That's why they won't be like top ten guys. But they have a damn good core there. They got some nice freshmen. Eli Brooks has got a year under his belt. Xavier Simpson is probably and him and Matthews are the leaders now. Solidified. You lost Rockmine, you lost Robinson, you lost Wagner. So they're they're in good shape. Hey, well uh before we get to the new segment of the show, Stump the Buck, I know you want to touch on uh, MSU basketball. Uh, so please do. For, I don't know, what'd you say, 60 seconds? Yeah, just, uh, guys, I know, I know. Michigan State, I want to just give you a glimmer of hope because I know the football season hasn't went the way we wanted to. But Michigan State has a lot of experience this year. It's very different from last year. Everyone's very experienced. They lost their key guys, Jaron and uh, Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson, Memphis and Charlotte, respectively, in the NBA. Guys, they got a lot of experience. They don't have anyone who can get to the hole without a shot being created for them, which will be the biggest issue. But there's going to be a team that's going to be gritty on defense. They're going to take charges. They're going to they're gonna play defense. Teams are going to be running down the entire shot clock. It's not going to be sexy like it was last year. But uh, you know what? What I've noticed over the years, Izzo is better with these kind of teams, these gritty, without stars, who are like, we got to do everything as a team. we got to be one unit. And seven stars. I'm not saying they will be better this year. I'm saying I think Izzo is a better suited coach for this type of team than with the superstars. So give him a chance. They gotta, they gotta find a couple more ball handlers, but give them a chance. I think uh, you guys actually might be pleasantly surprised, especially with how bad this football team's been. I think they get upset by a team like Middle Tennessee again. But wait, <laughs> before we go to break, Tommy behind the glass has a question for you. Speaking of the Michigan State basketball team, looks like they're putting up a lot of points. But what about that first game against number one Kansas? They yeah, close. Yeah. Uh, they went down big time in the first half. They looked sloppy, turning the ball over left and right. They picked it up in the second half. Actually dominated the second half, but Kansas dominated the first half. And you're just down so much. And, yeah, they've scored a lot of points, 87. Then they hung a lot. They hung 93 on Florida Gulf Coast. And then Louisiana Lafayette, they hung a ton. That's what I was saying a second ago. They're encouraging. And against Kansas – that's all you know. That's Izzo special. Right off the bat, let's play one of the best teams in the country. And Kansas is more talented than them. So is Kentucky. So is Duke. Michigan State is not going to win a national championship this Duke year. Duke is. Duke probably will win the national championship. Duke versus the field right now. Call it now. Duke take, versus the field. Take the field. All right. Well, Always. Well, you're here. It's Always time for take the field. It's time basketball. It's time to get to stump the buck. Oh my gosh. It's time for Stump the Buck! Alright, Stump the Buck, our brand new segment. I can't wait for this. This is where I pick a draft class and Buckley's got to guess what school they came from. No studying. Trust me. I know he doesn't study. I was... No, I did not. I would never do that. And uh, I called Tommy in the studio with me Quickly to witness. For the record, to uh, witness. Uh, for the record. 2018 draft. I got 31 of 32. Yeah, we said that in the last pod, but I'm sure a lot of you guys didn't listen that far anyways. But uh, 
So let's, I mean, let's start. I, well, we got to figure out an over-under. What's considered stump? We we thought 25 and a half earlier, but I listed off the first four of the second round What's just for fun. And think? you got like four or five, well, first like six. What, in the 2017 second round? Yeah, the second yeah. round, you got like five or six. Zay, uh, Zay Jones from Eastern Carolina, I got. <laughs> oh, man, I couldn't believe that. But what do you think the over-under should be, Tommy? The very first round. Very first round, yep, 32 picks. That's where we're going. What's considered stumped? 2017. I think if you don't get to 30, you're stumped. Ooh, so you're saying, all right, let's go 28 and a half. You know what this season already is. 28 and a half. This is two drafts ago. And what, 28 and a half? That's, Jeez, that's high. That's 7 out of 8. That's a 7 to 8 ra- ratio. You guys, they're telling me for me not to be stumped. I have to get 29 Well, you're Mr. Big right? Talk. You got 31 Much to 32. Much respect for your knowledge. 31 to 32 in 2018. and a half is where the line should be set. If I get 28, not 20, I need three wrong. Come on. I think you're underselling yourself. Fine. You know what? God damn it. What do you want? This is Stump the Buck. 28 and a half? 28 and a half. Okay, go, damn it. Let's go. Buckle up. Number baby. one pick. All right, buckle up, boys. Who's the number one pick? Hold on. I need a sip. All right, quick. this I'm one should be parts. pretty easy. Miles Garrett. Defensive end, Texas A&M. Mitchell Trubisky. Quarterback, North Carolina. Solomon Thomas. Defensive end, Stanford. Leonard Fournette. Running back, LSU. Uh, Corey Davis. Wide receiver for your Western Michigan Broncos. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams, safety from LSU. Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Oh, no. Here you are. Not the one from the Lions. Oh, you're talking about the wide receiver from Clemson? Yeah, that one. Mike Williams. All right. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, that's got that's sounds like a white running back from Stanford. John Ross. John Ross. That sounds like the fastest forty time in NFL combine history, and he sounds like a wide receiver from Washington. Your quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, gunslinger from uh, Texas Tech. Marshawn Lattimore. Marshawn Lattimore, defensive rookie of the year this past season, cornerback, Ohio State. All right, this one. No way you're getting Deshaun Watson. Uh, Michael Jordan in the draft, according to Dabo Sweeney, a quarterback, Clemson. Hassan Reddick. Hassan Reddick. Oh, okay. Pass rusher, Temple. Derek Barnett. Derek Barnett, pass rusher, Tennessee. Malik Hooker. Malik Hooker, safety, Ohio State. When Will and Spate got picked off at Ohio State, guys, when you got screwed on the spot, apparently. Yeah, that was him, number 24. Marlon Humphrey. Marlon Humphrey, that's a tough one. That's got to be a corner from Bama. Thanks for the flashback, by the way. Jonathan Allen. You're welcome. Defensive end, Bama. Adoree Jackson. Cornerback, USC. OJ Howard. Tight end, Alabama. Garrett Bowles. Oh, no. All right, fine. All right, guys, I wasn't going to get 32 out of 32. Garrett Bowles. You're on fire. Number 20 is your on first one fire. wrong. God. That is Denver Broncos drafted um, Garrett Bowles, offensive what, what tackle from the Pac-12. Oh, I have no idea. Utah. All right, fine. All right, I got one wrong. Your Detroit Lions linebacker, Jared La- Davis. Linebacker, Florida. Miami Dolphins selected Charles Harris. From Defensive end, Missouri. Evan Ingram. Tight end, Ole Miss. Garen Conley. Garyon Conley. Uh, funny thing, he actually, he's a cornerback from Ohio State, went to the Raiders. He was accused of rape right before the draft. It got proven to be untrue. And he actually lost some draft stock because of that false accusation. So huh. women, don't false accuse like, guys, I'm raping. Thank you. I promise you, I promise you, we never, ever heard about this guy locally. So you will not get this. He was not brought up in every single story. Sorry. Jabril Peppers. Who? I have no idea who that is. You're going to go next. Safety Michigan. Go ahead. Takarius McKinley. 
I hope I pronounced that right. Takarius McKinley. All right, dang it. Gonna Went to Atlanta one. Falcons, defensive end. South Carolina? I mean, it's already wrong. Pac-12, though. If you want to just try. It's already wrong. It's UCLA. Too wrong. UCLA, yep. All right, well, at least I got that. Thing. All right. I, I got, count it. No, so I, got, no I know. No, no, he already no. said one I got guy. Two wrong, he already right? said one pick. What yep. pick are we on? We're on 27. Tredavious White. Tredavious White. Dang it, you guys. This is the first one. I'm not going to know the position. I know he went to LSU. Fuck that position. I got every position right, though. Cornerback. What school? Sucks. LSU, I said. He just said that. So that's all I need. All right. That's a, I know every position. Dallas Cowboys took... At tw- number 28. Let's just see if you... Taco Charlton. Defensive end, Michigan. Come on. All right. Uh, David Njoku. Michigan. Tight end, Miami. D- TJ Watt. We all know that. Linebacker, Wisconsin. We all know this one. Ruben Foster. Linebacker, Alabama. Ryan Ramzik. This is your number 32. This is your 32. Give me a second. He's an offensive lineman. Right? Is that right? Yep, yep. From Arkansas. No. Damn it, Iowa? Wisconsin. Oh, damn it is Wisconsin. But very good. We did 29. not. 29. 20 and a half was the perfect one. I well, got 29. 20 and a half was the line. I got All 29. Right. We did Here's not it. stump the ball. Impressive, Buck. You were not stumped. I ain't shocked. I just can't believe you got a Big Ten guy wrong. Yeah, that hurt. That really hurt. But I'm usually all, all in on the Big Ten. That hurt. But I'll take 29. Beat it. Oh, well. On the NFL. Uh, the picks? Not yet. We got to get to our oh, dreadful. Oh, sorry. I was eager. Three and six. Lions. Oh, my God. You're making me do this. Three and six Detroit Lions. Guys, Mitchell Trubisky, who has been inconsistent, has to say the best. Had some great games, six TDs in one of them. Yeah, against one the Bucks. Yeah, whatever. He's been hit or miss, but he got hit on us. Like, you know what I mean. Yeah, another he, great game against us. I don't know what you're talking ju- about. It just, it just kills me because everyone's like, oh, my God, we're going to have another season. You know, next season, once Patricia and Quinn get this whole defense figured out, and once they get Stafford a tight end, once they get him a healthy right guard, once they get – I'm sick of it, guys. I'm over it. I told you last week if they lose to the Bears, I'm done being emotionally invested, and I stand by that when they play the Panthers at home this weekend. I will not be emotionally invested. I will be truthfully rooting for them to lose, maybe. Probably. You sound I don't know pre- when it happens, though. When the game starts, I don't know. You sound pretty emotional. I am emotional because it's ridiculous. I'm so sick of this. Um, you got these motherfucking 50-year-olds who are like, oh, my God, I've seen one playoff win in my fucking 40 years of following football. It's like, dude, that's so pathetic. Like, that's sickening. Sick. And they still continue to make millions of dollars. not fair. Oh, well. <laughs> right? Like, who cares? But seeing that the Bears have Nagy and, you know, Rams have McVay, do you wish that the Lions got an offensive quarterback? Or quarterback, offensive head coach? Yeah. Well, duh. That's the, that's the way the league is trending. But, yeah. I mean, I feel like Patricia, like, everyone was like, yeah, that's the best choice at the time. So, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty, but... Yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah, the media can say whatever the media wants to say, but when you think about it, Bob Quinn's supposed to be smarter than all we are. Bob Quinn needs to know what league, what way the league is trending in. Which he hired is a buddy. 
Hired your buddy, and guess what? If your buddy goes down, you're going down with them, dude. And guess what? There's only 32 of these in the league, both ways, coach and GM. We've seen it with D'Antonio. <laughs> All right. Nothing compares to that. We only need to get back into that. All right, yeah, but yeah. The Detroit Lions, guys, I'll just wrap it up on them real quick because no one really cares. Guys, it's another disappointing year. Find another team. Literally. Give, give me the picks. Seriously. Brighten my mood up a little bit here. For the picks? Yes. What is your other team? Mine, I'm going Chargers, L.A. Chiefs. I always... Chiefs. I man. love Mahomes, man. Same division, eh? Ah, so we're going against Chargers. Uh, I'll cool. take the wild card. What's up? But, dude. All right. I love Mahomes, man. He's oh, so he's much great. fun to watch. I Are like you not Allen. so excited for that uh, Monday night game, Chiefs and Rams? Oh, it's going to be great. I'm happy it's not in uh, Mexico right. City. But we'll get to that in the picks. Let's get to them Too now. Eager. Too eager. What you waited for? It's time for the picks, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's plunge right into these fucking picks. Yeah, Who gives a shit? Right my first pick, I'm up 12 tall boys. That means I'm up four games. My first pick yeah. is going to be Indianapolis Colts. Andrew Luck shredding that Tennessee defense. I don't care. Minus one and a half. They're my favorite. You're up. Enjoy your favorite because that's yeah, gay. And I will uh, take Kirk Cousins, Stephon Diggs, Devlin Cook, and that up-and-coming Minnesota offense at Chicago. For, and that is an upset because that is in at Soldier Field. And they are also favored by two and a half. And then I struggled with my second pick here, Sean. But for some reason, I just like the New York Giants, especially at home against the Tampa Bay team who can't figure out who their quarterback is. So as my favorite, favored by two and a half, I will take the New York, Gi- New York Giants at MetLife. What you got? All right. Well, I'm going to have to... I'm happy you stuck me with Chicago on Sunday Night Football. Uh, I expect Cousins to not have any room to throw. But I will go with had to pick it. with my second it. pick, Houston. Houston, another favorite of mine. I, I, I still have my dog to come. That'll be my last pick. Uh, Houston is a favorite. Sean Watson goes into Washington, wins it. DeAndre Hopkins. No, you got to pick Washington. No, I don't. All I have to do, I the rules are we just I have know, to pick at least. You do really bad when you pick Washington. I know, but that's yeah, I know. I hate that you always stick me with the Washington <laughs> games. They're tough to pick. They're always in the closest ones. But the last pick, Monday Night Football, I got my upset Kansas City Chiefs going into the not so home field advantage of the LA Rams at uh, what is it negative three and a half for the Rams. So that's my upset. Yeah, that's an easy pick. And that's going to be a shootout. It's about time. Can't wait. That's going to probably be the game of the year. I don't know what they're thinking, even scheduling in Mexico City in the first place. That was stupid. Field conditions not up to par. Field conditions were terrible. Terribly scary. High-profile players came out and said they will not play in the game because of how bad they were. I'm just really happy. Got moved to LA. We're gonna see a damn good football game on Monday night. It's been a while. We've had a few uh, blunders, a few duds in Monday Night Football the last few weeks. Uh, I'm excited, and you guys. I'm sure a lot of people don't really get together on Monday nights. You know, you're in work all week. Hey, if you want to have a few beers and get together with your buddies on Monday night this week, this is the night to do it. No doubt. 
Can't wait for the game. Really can't. It's going to be the game of the week. Hey, yo, what's good? You know, it's Buck from Buckle Up and Chill. Uh, episode 5 is uh, completed. Proud of it. Hope y'all are impressed, too. Make sure you give us that follow on Instagram, Twitter, and SoundCloud. Buck and Chill. You know, hit us on Apple Pod with that Buckle Up and Chill. You know, keep subscribing, keep listening. Make sure you rate us. Make sure you give us the feedback and how we're doing. We need it. We appreciate the support and uh, keep listening. We got some big stuff coming, promise.